Hey, this is Corinne Kivett. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend and colleague of mine, Corinne Cavett. Corinne founded the Evolution Room after taking the leap from a corporate finance career to become a certified neurolinguistics programming master coach and trainer. As a high performance coach and neurolinguistics programming trainer, she helps business owners through the evolution of growing their business and becoming the CEO they've always imagined. This is going to be a phenomenal conversation with Corinne. I am so excited for you to hear this. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Corinne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, I am blessed that you are here. I know how crazy your schedule is and that you earmark time for us and our listeners. So I'm really excited for our listeners to get to know you because your, your journey has been uh, a journey that I see frequently from transition, you know, where, mm -hmm. where people are stuck and they're in a job or they're leaving a job or they're in a direct sales opportunity and they're barely making money and you find yourself wanting more and not really knowing what to do. And that that's kind of when I met you, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if memory serves me properly, you were making what, two, $300 a month mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what it was you wanted to do, how it was you were going to support yourself and how you were going to do all the above and move forward. So, what what created the Corinne that existed when I knew you to get to the Corinne that exists today? Oh, that's a really good question. And it's a journey, that's for sure. Um, I'd say it really comes down to getting out of my own way. And I say this frequently. Uh, when I met you, I was big time in my own way. I didn't really know it. 
I knew that something was stopping me. I knew that I wasn't creating the success that I desired and wanted, what I saw for myself, what I really wanted to, to feel and have in my life. And I was stuck. Um, I didn't see my own blind spots. I had, I had invested in myself before. However, it wasn't at the level that allowed me to see what was going on. So that way I could learn from it, shift it and evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when I, I really tripped over NLP. I had no idea what it was. It was a really big word. Neurolinguistic programming was a really big word that I didn't even know what it meant. And when I started learning about the different tools and how I could apply it in my life, I started to create shift and I started taking new action. I started believing in myself instead of having the the self-doubt, instead of having having the itty bitty shitty committee and believing it, I started taking new actions. I started launching a new business. I started doing new things and believing in myself. And honestly, it came down to continuously stretching myself and coming from a recovering perfectionist, uh, not being ready right? Taking the leap, even though I wasn't ready. And even doing that today um, has allowed me to get to the level of success that I've created. Mm. So there's a few questions I want to ask. So I'll make sure that I ask them one at a time and avoid machine gunning you. So, so, so first and, and foremost, that, that recovering perfectionist, right? Mm-hmm. How, how did you teach her to take the necessary steps to allow yourself to move forward? Mm. The first step was I needed to see it because when we're in the picture, when we're in the frame, it's really hard to see the picture. Mm -hmm. So I started to see how I was overanalyzing emails, how I was creating scripts for how I wanted to present let's say when I was in the network marketing role, I was creating outlines to make sure I said something the right way. Mm -hmm. Even text messages, making sure that they were absolutely perfect. I didn't want there to be any mistakes. And when I started to see how much time and energy I spent doing that, And then also the amount of internal self-talk of doubting myself, questioning if it was the right move, um, how I was going to sound, if I was going to be judged. I started to listen to all of that and kind of observe it, um, Mm. allow it to, to see it. So that way I could then do something differently. Um, And I needed to learn that really deep down, she was just afraid. She was just afraid of being wrong Uh or afraid of doing something and messing up. Mm -hmm. And when I started to really get that and listen to that part of me, it was like she was finally heard. And then I could go ahead and take the actions and do something differently. So it really came down to listening to myself. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And, and, you know, I, I guess that that leads me to the next question, which I, which is stemming off of what it is you just said. How does one listen to themselves and trust themselves when the itty bitty shitty committee is Mm -hmm. constantly deploying and having you second guess everything that you're telling yourself to do? Mm -hmm. 
it really comes down to the environment that we put ourselves in. You know, I remember when, when I first met you and I was in that, I was doubting myself. I was questioning myself and I borrowed your belief in me. I borrowed the belief that I could, that I could make it happen, that I could do it, that that voice in my head was really just a voice. It wasn't actually me. Mm. It was just noise. And that's why a big part of what I do now is our environment is so crucial. Our environment is so important to be able to be transparent and honest and real and say, this is, I'm doubting myself. I'm questioning myself and have someone help you work through it. Um, it's really hard to do when we're on our own. Mm -hmm. It is. So having someone that is a trusted resource that you can, that you can share with and get out of your head mm -hmm. so you can start taking new actions. I love that. And, and, you know, you had said that the, this whole process is a journey. So, mm -hmm. so I I've known you for a while. And, and one of the things that that's always made me smile is part of your entry story is you were raised by entrepreneurs who taught you to be an employee. Mm -hmm. And, and I've always wanted to question that because, you know, the journey of entrepreneurism is incredible. Now, granted, the odds and statistics are against someone embarking into the entrepreneurial journey as long as they choose to stay in their way. Once mm -hmm. they choose to get out of their way, it becomes very easy and effortless. You know, I say all the time, success isn't easy, it's simple, right? Mm -hmm. and, and what happens is what makes it not easy is people choose to stay in their way. And yes, I said choose, and that was very strategic because everything we do in life is a decision. Mm -hmm. you know and even not making decisions is a decision mm -hmm. so so i'm curious as to you were you were raised and groomed by entrepreneurs and led down the path of being an an employee how come honestly i think it was out of pure love mm. for for me to not experience the same struggles that they had Okay. So coming from their map of the world, my grandfather has made millions, lost millions, made millions, lost millions, and now runs a successful hair salon business. And my mom is also a hair salon owner, has now taken over the, the family business and is now the hair salon owner with my other uh, aunt. And honestly, my mom being a single mom running her own business and taking care of me, she turned around and said, go for the stability go for the security, go for the benefits. And I listened. Mm. So at the end of the day, coming from her map of the world, right? She turned around and wanted something more secure for me, mm. I think. And it's funny now because now she looks at what I'm doing sees the fulfillment, sees the success, and is overjoyed that I've made the decision that I made to leave the corporate and to start my own business. And same with my, with my grandfather and all my other, my other family members as well. Mm -hmm. 
So that leads me to, to the very obvious point. And I wonder if it was so obvious for you. You know, when we attempt to do something for other people, we have such a neurological resistance to us because all of our objectives, all of our outcomes have to be self-initiated in order for them to be self-maintained. Mm -hmm. So, so what had you stop and step back and look at your career and go, yeah, this direction isn't for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you so much, Stacey, that authenticity part of goals is absolutely crucial. And because it wasn't authentic to who I was and what I wanted, there was so much resistance to it. The first hit that I got was when I became a certified financial planner, which I believe was in 2016. And the exam to become a certified financial planner is very strenuous. A yeah, lot of people the series do seven or the series 66 or. Yeah. So I had the series seven, the series 66, I had a 63 as well and a 65. Wow. And then I became a certified financial planner as well. Mm -hmm. So the exam and the process of becoming a certified financial planner typically takes between a year to 18 months, depending yep. on what process you take. Mm -hmm. I did it in six months. So I wow. studied, <laughs> decided, booked the exam and studied in an insane amount of time and took the exam and I ended up passing. Now, the only reason why I was excited was to tell my grandfather and to tell my mom. Mm -hmm. That was really the most excitement that I had. Mm -hmm. After that, I kind of got the hit of what am I doing this for? What, what, what's, what's going on? I don't, I wasn't really all that fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that was a sign to me. It was a sign that I was putting in a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy into something that I deep down didn't really want. That was the first hit. And then I got uh, picked up by Merrill Lynch. So it's almost as if the blinders stayed onto that, that hit. And instead I kept chasing what I was doing air quotes here supposed to do, which was climb the corporate ladder, get the benefits, the bigger salary, the office, and start checking off those boxes. And mm -hmm. as I started doing that, that feeling, that internal knowing kept telling me, you're off course, you're off course, you're off course, until I finally started to listen. And that's when I realized, huh, I'm not being who I truly am and what I truly want. And I was, I was out of integrity with myself. And integrity is my number one core value. And when I realized that I was out of integrity with myself, something needed to change. Wow. And I took the, took the leap. Wow. So is that when you jumped into direct sales then? Mm -hmm. So yep. then, so you, you, you leave the corporate world, you jump mm -hmm. into direct sales. And is that when I met you when you were, when you were making the two, 300 a month? Yes. Yeah. So Within a few months of leaving, leaving corporate, uh, I knew that I wanted to run my own business and I figured I can either launch my own business I could, you know, buy a franchise, which at the time monetarily that didn't make sense mm -hmm. or, um, three network marketing, uh, was another platform that was a really good mm -hmm. system to plug into yep. and start, 
you know, bringing in business, building um, income. Mm -hmm. And that was right around when I met you when I first started with that company. Nice. So, so let's, let's look at network marketing. You know, we have, we have listeners who are salespeople in businesses. We have listeners who are self-employed, small business owners, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. direct mm -hmm. sales, independent contractors. Uh, there's no right or wrong. You know, mm -hmm. our careers, our passions, our focus, our, our income opportunities are exactly that, right? So being in network marketing, why do you think uh, you weren't hitting it out of the park and, and, and just nailing income when you dove into being your own self-employed business owner? Mm -hmm. There are a couple of things. The first one, I was transitioning over to a sales role, being a business owner and, and selling. So as you and I both know, and as you share with your listeners, the internal world really needs to work before the external. So internally, I had resistance to selling. I had resistance to self-doubt. I was questioning myself, how I was showing up, the perfectionist, how was I supposed wow. to say this? What am I supposed to do? Had all that internal, I'll just say stuff going on that was keeping me from really nailing it and hitting it out of the ballpark when it comes to network marketing. And on another level, the, the second thing was, I also knew that I've always wanted to build my own business. I realized while I was doing network marketing that I wanted to have my own company, that I wanted to have a corporation. And as I was doing the network marketing, I just realized that it wasn't the platform for me. And then I pivoted and moved over to running my own business. Gotcha. And look, for people who are in network marketing, people who are aligned with that, you can make it your mm -hmm. own business. You know, each of us have our dreams, our callings inside of us, and there's no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It's what's right for you. Um, you, you said something I want to grab and expose. You know, you said, I was always questioning whether or not I was saying the right thing. Earlier, you said you were uh, learning the scripts to make sure you said things the right way. You know, for me, I teach sales, I teach mindset, I teach success, right? And for me, I believe that it's so important to meet people where they're at, to take them where they want to go. And there's no script in the world that can do that because each person is different and each conversation is live and dynamic. So talk to me about the scripting process for you uh, because I, I'd like to share my opinion about it as well. Yeah, the, the scripting process for me, I mean, now there is no script. It's being with the person. Nice. It's being with the audience, if I'm speaking, it's like you just mentioned, meeting them where they're at. And a script doesn't allow you to do that. And it makes it so impersonal. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're human. We want yeah. to connect, we want to relate. And that's what really opened my eyes going through training and learning NLP was learning how to be with people, how to communicate with people that all sales really is, is discovering someone's problem 
and providing them a solution. And in order to get to the problem, we get to be with that person and learn about them. It isn't a script. And funny enough, I had someone call me the other day from, I think it was from my mortgage company and being on the other end and him having a script, I could tell that there was a script that he was reading from. And all I wanted him to do was just say, hey, how's your day? We have some really cool stuff going on. I'm, I'm really curious what's going on for you in relationship to your house. How's it going? I just wanted him to ask me questions. And instead he was reading from a script and it felt so cold. So I see the script really as it disconnects us being with the person and having a real authentic conversation. The more that you build relationships, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, business is really building relationships. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll lovingly say that our perspective client doesn't give a jack crap about your product service and solution. Mm -hmm. our, our perspective clients out there, what they care about is their life, their situation, their problem. And it's really important for you to understand that script that you've been taught, that script that you're learning turns around and makes you sound like, present like a cookie cutter offering. Mm -hmm. And when you really learn to find your authentic self, when you really learn to find your authentic voice and show up in service and tame the itty bitty shitty committee, the bully in the brain, so that you can have a real life conversation so that they really understand that you understand their problem. Because reality is when you under, when they understand that you understand their problem, they also understand that you know how to solve it because you understand mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. they start having this, this connection with you. It's this feeling, it's they, they see you and they hear you and they connect with you. When you speak, cookie cutter. There's zero connection. In my humble opinion, there's only one place cookie cutters belong and that's in the kitchen, right? right. When, when you're having a real life conversation with a person that requires you to be present, mm -hmm. that requires you to be pivotal, flexible, live and dynamic. And that requires you to allow both your ears to hear and understand the problem so that you can then communicate the problem and then link it to the solution that can solve that problem. It's as easy as that. You know, people don't buy product services and solutions anymore. Mm -hmm. People buy the solution provider. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're selling, then you're spraying and praying because sales is, is, is not a numbers game. Sales is a science and it all starts with you, how you're showing up. So, you know, Corinne, I, 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 I really wanted to talk with you about coaching because we really, we really hit personal and professional development hard on this show mm -hmm. because the only way that you can ever get out of your way 
is if you understand when you're part of the problem, you can't be part of the solution. And, you know, you are a lot like I am. You practice what you preach. You make, you make significant investments in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you share a similar belief with me that how can anyone invest with you if you can't invest in you, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I want to talk about uh, coaching from the perspective of, of you had a coach before. Mm-hmm. And, and when you had a coach before, uh, you weren't moving right and then you shifted to to a different coaching environment and then things started i'll lovingly say uh exploding for you in a good way not a bad way right (laughs) right so so what should someone look for when hiring a coach and there's a reason why i'm asking you this question other than your personal because I'd like mm-hmm. for us to have a multitude of dialogues on several conversations I've had with people. So how about we yeah. start? Okay. I feel like there's a lot of things to look for. The first one that came to mind, and especially in relationship to my own experience, is belief in you, your product or service, and where you're going. A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Your coach needs, and I, and I emphasize needs, they need to be able to see where you're at and where you want to go and believe that it's possible for you. 110%. That is the, that is the foundation. If that isn't there, then it's a relationship that's built on a house of cards. Also the coach needs to know The coach needs to be very transparent on what it is that they can help you achieve and that it's in alignment with where it is that you're going. A lot of times I hear people say that they've hired a coach or they're working with a coach and they're feeling stuck or they're not moving. And there are a couple of things. One, it's our responsibility to be coachable if we're in a coaching environment. And it's also the coach's responsibility to communicate what type of coach they are and what they're going to help them do and achieve. So that way everyone is on the same page. Mm -hmm. So really going into the relationship, asking questions, making sure that the coach knows where you're at, that they've helped other people get to where you want to go. Really having clear communication between, between the the two people, because it is a relationship. It's a relationship that's built off of trust communication, belief. Um, so I'd say those are the two main ones to, to look for. Nice. So what made me ask that was, was you, you touched one of the points originally when, when you were working with your previous coach, your previous coach didn't even believe in what it was you were building. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm saying that in a very broad brushstroke, you know, it's a reader's digest condensed version of of a conversation. It's really important for you guys to really align with a coach that understands where you wanna go and believes in what it is you do. Because let's just face it, if you're in direct sales and your coach doesn't believe in direct selling, Mm -hmm. they're not going to coach you into success, right? Right. If, If your 
if your coach, if you're a coach and you have a coach that doesn't have a coach, guess what? Your coach isn't going to coach you into success. If your coach doesn't have the level of success that, that you're looking for, then your coach isn't going to coach you into success. I can go on and on and on. Do your due diligence, right? Because I, I, got a, I had a conversation with uh, a friend and a previous uh, student and client who texted me the other day and said, I'm at a networking meeting and thank you. And I turned around and said, for? And her response was, thank you. I, I, I stepped into a meeting. I'm ha I, I came in as a coach. I've met several coaches and I see how different I am now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And her response was, they all have excuses. They're all complaining. They're all talking about how hard things are. And she said, all I could do was look at them and go, how cool is it you have a choice? Mm -hmm. So be very mm -hmm. aware of your coach's language. Be very aware of who you're surrounding yourself with. Mm -hmm. Because you're always eavesdropping on you. And you're always eavesdropping on what others are saying. And when, uh, when you're in environments where others are making very disempowering statements, you know, every one of those disempowering statements is bathing, running, accelerating through your body. What's the purpose of you tolerating that? What's the purpose of you allowing that? So, which leads us to our next conversation, you know, you, you've heard the old adage, birds of a feather flock together. You, you've heard the old adage that we're some total of the five people that we spend the most time with. So I, I would love for you to, to share with our listeners uh, how you've grown and evolved through that and, and how you can grow, evolve, and hold on to the loved ones that you have and still continue to grow, right? Yeah, it's, it's a journey. The journey of self-love and self-worth has been crucial. Mm. Recognizing, one, what you just mentioned about if people are sharing disempowering statements of themselves and in that environment, it's it has an impact on us mm -hmm. and recognizing that and understanding that we have a choice on who, on what circles we insert ourselves in. I started to reflect on just who am I surrounding myself with? It doesn't mean that you love someone less or love someone more. It's right. just, that's where they're at. And if that's not where you are, that's okay. I do have to say it's, it's a journey and the more that you evolve and the more that you grow and the more that I evolve and the more that I grow, we're constantly influencing others. So through my growth, through my evolution, if other people want to jump in and join, let's go along for the ride, let's go. That's also their choice not to as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So it's recognizing that all of us have a choice. And even if the people that were around are saying disempowering statements, they also have the choice not to. 
And then it's never my job to tell someone how they're supposed to be. I'm going to keep doing what I do, growing and evolving, and they can do that for themselves or not. Exactly. Choice is a powerful thing. Exactly. Suffering's always optional. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, as you can tell, there are many things that I was very excited about, about you coming on the show is you're young. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a millennial. Yes. And, and, and the, the, the amazing thing about your generation is your ability to pivot and, and instantaneously uh, create shift mm-hmm. if you so choose, right? Mm-hmm. You know, technology, technology to Gen X and, you know, to, to some baby boomers uh, is, is, can be cumbersome. You know, Gen X is kind of those tweeners. I'm, I'm in between technology and not technology. However, I swear today's kids are born with an iPad in their hand. I think they are like, (laughs) they're so smart. (laughs) Well, well, think about it. Think about it. They're being born from millennials who, who, have this adaptation to technology and mm-hmm. every one of your cells bathe your body. So mm-hmm. your cells are communicating to the embryo that's creating this mm-hmm. tech geek at birth, right? <laughs> so, so going back as, as a millennial, as mm-hmm. someone who, who is young, and you are standing on a platform of success and you are creating success, what obstacles exist for you? Oh, none. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are obstacles and I get to overcome them. Okay, cool. Uh, I started to realize that I am so committed to my vision and the impact that I am here to make that nothing will stop me. Good. Of course, I will come across challenges, obstacles, mm-hmm. uh, like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's about pivoting, evolving, shifting, growing. And a lot of it is internal. I mean, it really is. It's facing the, the internal itty bitty shitty committee mm-hmm. that's going to do what it can to keep me where I'm at that's what it's supposed to do it's designed to keep us safe that's literally what it's supposed to do so know that it's going to do everything it can to keep me where I'm at that's 100% natural and I will operate and work outside of it and keep leaning into that uh personal I'll share transparently and and vulnerably uh personal obstacle for me are people pleasing, working through the needing to be liked by everyone. That was a big one that I was learned. And reality is me liking myself is what is most important. People Mm. will have opinions, people will talk, people will have differing ideas of what it is that I'm doing. That's the reality of it. And at the end of the day, I get to learn and have learned that what I think about myself, how I feel about myself, the things that I say to myself are what is most important yeah. being in alignment with that. 
Yeah. So, so question, does your age get in the way for you? I mean, come on, you're, you're showing up as, as a success coach, you're showing up as a high performance coach, you're, you're selling the ethereal state of success. And mm -hmm. you're young. How do you do that? Yeah, it definitely in the past, it was definitely a struggle to overcome that. Now I've recognized that my age is, it's a benefit. It really is. And the more that I share with people transparently, the things that I've gone through in my life, the more that they get that I've gone through a lot, nice. the more that I share about the experiences that I've had, the age doesn't matter because reality is we've all gone through experiences. Mm -hmm. They they're different, of course. However, we can all relate to them mm -hmm. at a human level, right? Mm -hmm. So the more that I share transparently and the more open and vulnerable that I am with people, they get that the age isn't even a factor. It's I've learned through experiences yeah. and and created success at the end of the day. Yeah, age, age has nothing to do mm -mm. with experience or ability or capability. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've met 60 year olds that sat in a cubicle and were fed clientele and paychecks and, you know, they were order takers. They didn't have to be order mm -hmm. makers because the brand made the opportunity for the order to be taken and mm -hmm. and because of that they you know they they lived the the ideal life with zero obstacles zero challenges and they're they're retiring with that gold watch so to speak mm -hmm. and that doesn't make them any more capable or experienced than someone who's navigated the waters of creating their own success and overcome personal obstacles like you have. Mm -hmm. So let's let's talk about this journey. So when I met you, you were making two, three hundred dollars a month, right? And that was less than a couple years ago. Is that accurate? COVID's kind of skewed my my time frame. I honestly thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, what year is it? Okay, um, that was twenty mid twenty nineteen. Mid 2019. Yeah. So, so mid 2019. So we're like two years into it with like a year and a half of it being dark with COVID. Right. Yes. Right. So, I mean, it's like we have this year and a half of, well, did we really exist then? Anyway, yeah, what happened? <laughs> so, so mid 2019, then COVID happened early 2020. So, share with our listeners what was your highest sales day ever highest sales day ever was fifty thousand dollars sweet <laughs> which How was my say? annual salary <laughs> working wow. corporate actually more wow. than yeah how does it feel to say you made 50 grand in a day it feels phenomenal yeah. it, it feels there are moments where it feels unreal and real because I've, I'm going to, I'm going to just say I've worked my ass off to get here. You absolutely have. You absolutely have. You do the do. Right. right? 
-hmm. uh, and you maintain the 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 environment of coachability so that you mm -hmm. can shift and pivot as necessary and take action and go after what it is you you set your outcomes to be so so you made 50 grand in a day and you're transacting significantly monthly because yes. you have you have coaching clients now you've got products and services you've got you've got monthly um contracts that are being serviced and honored. Mm -hmm. So so you went from making two to three hundred in a month to making two to three hundred in a half hour. Yes, ma'am. And it's a <laughs> lot more fun. <laughs> as as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, what obstacles do you face today? I mean, because we hmm. talked about the the trials and tribulations of when you were starting out. We've talked about, you know, your successes. And for me, so many people hear the hear the zero to hero story. So many people see the outhouse to penthouse mm -hmm. story. They miss all the in between and that that concept of instant gratification clouds their expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if because they have this this expectation, if this doesn't happen instantaneously, then it's not working, and I quit. Right. When reality is, they quit too soon. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'd really love for you to go through the grit and the grind and the journey, so that they understand this isn't instant. Now it's simple for you. It happened fast. We talked about mid twenty nineteen to you know that nine month window then COVID happened and you got to pivot and mm -hmm. now today you're in this thriving business in in two two years right mm -hmm. so can you share the journey the ups and downs the outhouse to penthouse yeah definitely the first one that came to mind is imposter syndrome, mm. which for me shows up as I need to learn more. I need to know more. I need to have more knowledge under my belt, which showed up as rather than doing the activities that produce the business, the speaking, the networking, I do all of my business through word of mouth, referral and networking. So mm -hmm. doing those actions, I would notice that I'd go into plan mode. I would go into learn more. I'd go into, I, I don't know enough yet. And I had a really hard time. And there are still times where I do, and I get to check myself and I get to call my own BS BS when I have a hard time internalizing my own successes because at the end of the day, what I'm doing is to make an impact. The money is a outcome of that. It's a byproduct. It's yeah, a byproduct. I noticed that. Yeah, right. And I noticed that I had a hard time recognizing that I had made 50K in a day and feeling that and owning that and yeah. being that yeah it was almost like i could have done better i could have done more 
And that has been another, another pattern of, I've, I've always been a high achiever. I mean, that's how I've been trained. I've, I've been trained to set goals, achieve them. And the high standard that I hold myself to can sometimes be a detriment because if those high standards aren't hit, the itty bitty shitty committee will come in and criticize, judge, uh, just be such, she's not nice. She's definitely is not nice. <laughs> yeah, she's not a nice one. And there are times where, and you know our community, I'll reach out to my community and I'll say, I just had a real heart to heart talk in my car of cut the crap, stop. Mm. Mm-hmm. I got to have real conversations with myself of we're not doing that BS right now. We're making moves. We're helping people cut the BS. So it's, it does take having hard to hard conversations with myself and focusing that matter. keep taking the actions. So that's been, that's the journey. And at the end of the day, it's fun. <laughs> It is. It, if it's not fun, it why is. do it, right? And right. and right. I, I'd like to take that to the next level. If it's not fun, instead of quitting, identify what's not fun about it and how you mm-hmm. can make it fun. Mm-hmm. Because so mm-hmm. many people get caught up in the desperation of needing to make it work that they lose track of why they started it to begin with. Mm-hmm. And when you can get realigned as to why you're doing it to begin with and hone back in and harness that passion and focus on the servitude attached to that and remove that desperation, it becomes easy, mm-hmm. simple, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, as you were sharing that, I remember last year that the one of the biggest shifts that I went through last year was, and this ties back to me sharing the the high expectations and being quote unquote hard on myself, hmm. is last year I realized that anytime that there was a blind spot, anytime that I got feedback, anytime there was something that didn't go the way that I thought that I wanted it to go or how it was supposed to go, Mm -hmm. I would get so upset. I'd get frustrated. I'd break down and it would turn into these, into this self critiquing, criticizing episode that never served me never because it kept me in this loop. Mm -hmm. And I peeled back and sat there and thought, what is going on? it's a blind spot. It's something that I didn't know about myself. And a friend of mine gave me this wonderful analogy of when he has a blind spot that he now sees, he saw it as, as new soil, as new opportunity for growth. And that shifted everything for me because then it became fun. It became a oh crap, I didn't see that about myself. Now I see it mm-hmm. and I can choose to do something different. Nice. Whoa. So tying back to what you said before of, you know, what challenges are going to stop me when you have that perspective and that mindset, really at the end of the day, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And 
you can make it fun. It doesn't need to be super serious coming from someone who in the past has been very serious and I'm a Scorpio. So if I can have fun, <laughs> everyone can have fun. And on that note, I am a Scorpio and I'm about as intense as they get when it comes to mm -hmm. my eyes on the prize, mm -hmm. right? And, and for me, our company mission is to transform the world because the direction that the world's going, we're in trouble. And if we can impact people who want to impact people and create that ripple effect of transformation and shift the direction that the behavior and humanity is going, then life will get simpler. Success mm -hmm. will get simpler. Abundance will become simpler. And for me, I being that, that fellow Scorpio, get very passionate about it, get very mm -hmm. intense about it. And people tell me that, that when they look at my eyes and they see my stare, it's almost like it's penetrating. Mm. And I smile and I go, it is penetrating because reality is we got to penetrate to the bullshit to get to the real shit. Mm. So when you're ready, truly ready to get out of your way and have your way, life becomes fun again. Mm. And when life becomes fun again, then anything and everything that you embark on has purpose and that purpose is enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my question to you, Corinne, is what's your best advice? I mean, cause you're two years into your journey, right? What's your best advice that you can give someone who's just starting out or just starting over or struggling and hasn't attained the other side of that journey? Mm -hmm. My advice would be to get a coach. I wish that I would have gotten a coach sooner, even when I wasn't quote unquote ready. Um, I had the belief that I needed to have things put together before I had the coach. <laughs> I had to have it figured out before I had the coach. And that isn't really how it works. They help you figure it out. <laughs> so having <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, having someone, and it doesn't need to be a coach if, you know, depending on where that person is investment wise, um, but having someone to believe in you and help you navigate what's going on inside your head, because reality is the distinction between, you know, trusting yourself and the itty bitty shitty committee, it can get really muddy. So help, have someone help you navigate through that. So that way your time and energy is getting put towards what you really, really want for yourself. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. So Corinne, welcome to the signature question of the show. And that is what is selling without selling mean to you? Having a conversation with someone and listening to the meaning behind the meaning of what they're saying and what they're going through and being a resource for them. Mm. It's uncovering, I'm going to say pain points, but it's uncovering what's going on for them and providing a resource or solution if it's a fit. So it's, it's like you always say, meeting them where they're at. Love it. Absolutely love it. 
So Corinne, welcome to the random round. You see, I believe that success leaves clues. And I like to ask questions to extract golden nuggets from our uh, expert guests so that our listeners can turn around and say, wow, that would apply very well to me in my life, and then insert it in. So I have a couple questions for you. First and foremost, um, how do you prefer to consume personal and professional development? Books, blogs, podcasts, videos, trainings, coaching? So books, training, and coaching. Nice. And I'll start with books. Books, why? Because I've always loved to read. I love knowledge, love to read. Mm -hmm. Training is, I understand that when I'm reading, I'm coming from my own perspective. So I can only see what I see. In training, it allows me to get multiple different perspectives and reveal blind spots that I didn't see. Now, coaching, I love coaching because I love the process. I love the journey. And I love, yeah, I, I'm going to say the ups and downs. Um, the journey is what I love when it comes to coaching. Nice. Nice. What's your favorite book? I'm curious. Oh, my favorite book. I got to listen to my unconscious mind. This is not personal development related, but Harry Potter. There you go. <laughs> Harry Potter is by far my favorite book. <laughs> and actually reality is it could be a personal and professional development mm -hmm. book when you really look at his journey. Oh, mm -hmm. definitely. And um, I love the story of, you know, the author, her story. Oh, absolutely. Phenomenal. Absolutely. That in itself is is the ideal journey mm -hmm. of personally developing yourself, believing in yourself, sticking to your goals and your outcomes and the fortitude and stickability it has mm -hmm. to make it happen. She was rejected over a hundred times. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. yeah unreal. So, so, so I, I love to ask avid readers what their favorite book is because they, they stutter, they stumble. You can always tell someone they're like, oh, geez, oh, geez. And her, and her brain starts going a mile a minute. And they're like, well, well, wait, it's, you know, for me, if someone asked me that it would take me seriously, like forever to answer that because I'm like, well, that depends if it's on business, it's this. And if it's on sales, it's this. And if it's on mindset, it's this. And if it's, and I, and I would literally just. Yeah, I don't think I can ever really do that question of due diligence. So I like to watch people squirm. So, so my, my next question to you is, what is your favorite word and why? Hmm. My favorite word is courage. Nice. And why? Because it takes courage to go after your dreams, hmm. to do to go after what you want and to make it happen, it takes so much courage. Nice, nice, I love that. So Corinne, it's been phenomenal talking with you today and I really appreciate you coming on the show. What would be the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you or find you? Yeah, I'm on all the social platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, under Corinne Kivett would be the best way to connect. Nice. Thank you. Your success is important to me, and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community.
Let's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.